Hi, family. Welcome to another episode of Normal with Autism. We are walking with Faith on this side of the spectrum. So professionally. Welcome to the kitchen table to experience the joy in the journey. The dogs were quiet and I started the intro and they started barking. You can take the music down now. It's fine. (laughs) Please, Greg. Thank you. Starting off on a high note. (laughs) Well, we have to. Okay, we have to get back into. I'm Sarah, by the way. I'm Tara. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, If you're listening still, if you've made it this far into the podcast. All 45 seconds. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging in there. Thank you. (laughs) It's just, it's that point. It is that point in the week where I have given up. Are you slap happy at 6.15 in the evening? On a Sunday? Yes. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <sighs> okay. Take let me a come. cleansing breath. Boosa. Boosa. A, a nice um, filling breath with the scent of our joy. Candle. Candle that's yeah. available at normwithautism.com. It is. Maybe still, right? <laughs> we still can, have it there. It can be. It's my favorite. It smells so good. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get more. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we love it when people come and follow us. I have Facebook good. again now. Do or, you? Or limited time only. <laughs> only because I had a really great joke to tell and no one to tell it to. And I wanted someone to validate me by laugh reacting to me because I'm not pretty, <clears throat> but at least I'm funny. Did you? Don't say that. It's fine. Did you? I don't get, know what my face looks like. Did you get? It's gorgeous. Snow White, by the way. Okay, thanks. Did you get your laugh reactions that you wanted? I did. Someone even told me that I was hilarious, and that's what I was looking for. And you felt better. So now I can deactivate it again. <laughs> till I it, think of something else funny. Is it deactivated now? No. Oh, you're just waiting. Probably should be. Okay. Um, please come follow us over there. Please check out our website, normalwithautism.com. Don't forget to check in with us and tell us about something good that's happening. It can be anything because we need material for our take no shit, only vitamins segment. And just because we like you, we want to know what's up. Right. We want to hear about the good stuff in your life. We don't necessarily want something from you. You're able to connect with us without giving us something in return. And we're talking about connection today. (gasps) What? That's why we're here. Just roll right into it. Woo woo. You can email us at normalwithautism at gmail.com. That's normalwithautism at gmail.com. Let us know about the good stuff that's happening for you. Um, everybody's doing well who isn't Ted Cruz <laughs> this week. Girl. Mm. Girl. Mm. I'm not even from Texas. I know, right? And I'm like... First, he tried to slink out of the airport. Mm -hmm. Then when he got caught, he was like, oh, my kids wanted to go. Of course they do. What kid doesn't want to go to Cancun? You tell them no. But he threw his... You say we are suffering along with everyone else. He threw his kids under the bus. Right under the plane. (laughs) And then he was like, you know, I was just being a good dad. I was like, okay, you need to stop. Because you're digging the hole deeper. How about we get, be a good senator? Mm-hmm. How about we try that too? Mm-hmm. J- just for a change. Let's just Maybe try. just once. Just to see what it's like. Um, our friend Sean sent us a little 
uh, Ted Cruz staying at the Ritz yeah. kind of thing. Have you seen <laughs> so that? so funny. Yeah, he sent that to, to us. I was laughing, so. Oh, I just, poor Texas. <clears throat> yeah, lots of love and make donations. Um, yeah. We've posted some of the places to donate for Texas, um, you know. But their temperature's back up now, right, to like 70s, I heard, today. Well, but then part of the problem is all the pipes burst yeah and the water pressure and then right. the the um the drinkability of the water oh and that's a problem that doesn't just get like yeah turned back on they're going to have to yeah spend a lot of time and money yeah fixing all those water pipes america's infrastructure as a whole is not what it used to be well that's because it was built eons ago and we haven't spent the money updating it and right now we're having all of these climate change disasters and fake news. You said global warming. Oh, and I did. This is not warm, mm -hmm. so it can't be true. I know because it was what negative something here in Ohio the other day. Yeah, my husband has been working overtime because he works for an electric company. Oh, I'm sure. So like getting supplies and stuff down there to help fix stuff. Oh, good. So he's part of the helping put it back together. I think. Oh, or maybe that's not true. Yeah. I don't know. He said he had to work a lot. <laughs> he was like, oh, I just assumed that's disaster. what it was for. <laughs> Better go tell the wife I got to work <laughs> from home. <laughs> and really, he's just hanging out like on other websites doing whatever, playing video games playing Diablo. Oh, we can't get him in trouble like that. No, he doesn't do that. Matt He's a is good working hard. Let's just take all that out. Okay. We'll take that part out. Um, so we want to talk about connection today. That's why we're gathered here at the table. Is that all right? To get through this thing called life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, now I want to hear the Prince song. Yeah. I jammed out to some Spice Girls on the way over here. How did we go from Prince to Spice Girls? Because Spice Girls are my prince. Oh, they are? No. Mm -mm, yeah. mm -mm. I wish that I could bottle up the energy 11-year-old Sarah had the first time she heard Spice Girls on Casey Kasem's countdown. Mm -hmm. It was such joy. Mm -hmm. Now all I have is sorrow. <laughs> okay, let's talk about connection. I thought we could talk about connection in uh kind of connected to see what i did there mm -hmm. the bigger um ideas that we started the year out with which was one of them was acceptance yes right and trying to accept um trying to build acceptance for our autistic loved ones you know locally um and then globally you know in our in our communities but then also national and global social systemly Yes, social systemly. Or, wait, I meant what's oh solar systemly? <laughs> social networks. I meant I meant solar system now. <laughs> Sarah's also tired at this point. What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get back on track. We're talking about connections. <laughs> <laughs> you poor oh, thing i'm so tired okay all right so we're talking about connections um let's talk for a minute about being able to connect in 2020 
in 2021, it's pretty much taken on a whole new meaning at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am surprised, I guess for myself, I am surprised <clears throat> at how stable some of the connections in my life remained over 2020. Like it kind of, not like I don't believe in my friends or anything like that, but it just thinking on all the trauma and all the craziness and all the back and forth, especially like on platforms like Facebook, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I have as many connections that have survived with friends and family that survived 2020. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about the people that I've lost connection with. That kind of thing. So, and how it's connected to um, the autism community. I think about the stereotypes of autistic individuals having difficulty connecting or not wanting to connect, not wanting to be in relationships. That's what was believed Mm -hmm. before. It's still, I mean, it's still out there. Um, the stereotype, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing is I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, I don't know if you, do you remember what it was like in the beginning of the pandemic? You know, four score and seven years ago <laughs> when I was able to, I don't know. <laughs> when your brain actually worked yep. correctly back in March of 2020. Oh man. It's, it's like. What are we doing for uh, COVID's anniversary? For COVID's first birthday? <laughs> a smash cake? I don't know. What do you do for that? Can we put together a photo shoot? Yeah. With like a smash cake and or cookies? Yep. It'd be at least six feet apart though. When we do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. This table's about six feet. Sure. Sure it is. Absolutely. But I mean, do you... Do you remember what it was like in the beginning of the pandemic in terms of just like life in general? Yeah. I mean, I remember like being really freaked out about it, but then also like not that worried about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, this isn't going to happen here. I would call you regularly, I think, and be like, what do you think? Are you scared about anything right now? Because yeah. you worked in the medical field. Right. So I was like, you're and my inside like, person. Right. And the doctors I work for are very um, smart and, you know, like up on things and read journals. And so I'm like, when they get nervous, that's when I'll get nervous. Yeah. And then like they got nervous and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, well, it's time to worry now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Oh, yeah. But I also remember reading posts from disabled people that I follow or actually autistic people that I follow mm-hmm. and everybody like there, I felt like there was two weeks in the beginning of the pandemic where everybody was like, kumbaya. Yeah. Right. Where they were like, we're in this together. Yeah. And they're we'll, like, tip your DoorDash drivers and healthcare like, workers are heroes. Right. And we'll order food from everybody and yeah. pay everybody extra and thank you grocery store people. Mm-hmm. Like they were all like, you know, holding hands, like we're doing this together and then, especially here in Ohio, uh-huh. when DeWine got on and said, oh, by the way, this lockdown is going to go a little while longer mm-hmm. and be a little more strict, people lost their minds. Yeah. 
But then the um, disabled people that I follow or actually autistic people that I follow, they were posting things like, welcome to our world. Yeah. Like, because I'm disabled, um, I can't leave my home. Yeah. Sometimes or regularly. Mm -hmm. And so they were all like, yeah, this is what it feels like. Yeah. It doesn't feel so great all the time. I also remember a lot of um, like hurt coming from the disabled community because all of a sudden the accommodations that they've been told could not be made mm. were now being made. Mm-hmm. You know, working from home mm-hmm. and adjustable working, schedules. Working virtually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that they had been told were impossible mm-hmm. were now all of a sudden impossible when the economy was at stake. Mm-hmm. So I do remember that conversation. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought tonight we could talk about this idea of connection, how it's changed over 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. what we've noticed about ourselves in terms of connecting with ourselves, if there's anything we can learn from our actually autistic friends about connections. Um, and I think there's some pretty interesting stuff that I found that I kind of want to share with everybody. Um how have your connections changed during this pandemic? Um, Just with like other people. So to be honest, I feel like it hasn't changed that much. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's another thing. Like how, how has it changed or how has it stayed the same? Yeah. Um, so like when everything started shutting down, my therapist was like, how are you? Like, I know you have, you have high anxiety. Like, how are you doing? And I was like, I feel great. Everyone else is finally on my level. I am ready for worst case scenario at all times. And look right. when it comes in handy. Right. Right. Um, and you're like, my self care is being at home by myself with yes. a blanket and a book yes. and a Reese the egg. Yes. And that's, that's life. That's, 100%. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm an introvert. I need time to myself. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy to be out in the world, you know, being the, you know, the, the fat, funny friend, like takes a lot of energy from me. I love you. Um, <laughs> so, um, it, it almost felt good because I didn't, all of a sudden I didn't need to like come up with an excuse or like stress out about like my next social event because there were no social events. I knew I had an inkling of how much of an introvert you were mm-hmm. when you brought a book to a karaoke bar. Well, yeah. <laughs> Some people can't sing. I'd rather read. Had <laughs> a very loud, very tiny <laughs> packed in karaoke bar I look over and you are pulling a book out of your purse yeah I'm in awe of that I bought a purse with a little like flap on the back that's a perfect size for books on on purpose and you just carry it yeah I always have a book with me just in case you never know right so for you 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 experienced kind of people coming into your world more yeah yeah Um, If anything, I'm having trouble because I'm never alone anymore. (sighs) 
Like, I work part-time. I think every mom just, like, took a big... Yeah. Or every stay-at-home caregiver, mom, dad, parent, uncle, whatever, to aunts took a big... Grandparents took a big deep breath with you about not being alone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I love my family, but... You know, I'm used to having, like, my days off, and that's when I, like, clean the house and go to the grocery store and do my errands. Put your brain back together. Yeah, and now I don't get to do that. My husband is always there. <laughs> you know who's ready for things to go back to normal? My cat. He's like, this place is full of people. Make it stop. That's right. He just um, wants to sit on his little crocheted cat chair and, yes. like, stare out the window. And snuggle his crocheted Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Did you get one? Yeah. You didn't no, see it? No, I didn't. Oh, girl. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen Will in my entire life. Will you please post a picture yes. of it on our Insta? 100%. Page for people. so cute. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. So, I've had trouble with not um, having enough, like, recuperation <clears throat> time. Because your space is full. Where you spend your time is full of folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, like... At this stage of my life, I'm only able to maintain a certain kind of friendship. Mm. And that's a friendship that doesn't require, like, everyday text and, you know, get-togethers. And, like, I have my friends and I love them. We can talk in three months from now, pick up where we left off. Great. That's what I'm able to maintain right now. So, in a way, like, the world shutting down was kind of fine because that's how I would rather be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but for, like people that need that like me yeah that need that external you know reinforcement from i need the energy people oh i don't i like i do not understand it yeah but i empathize well thank you for empathizing i cried a lot in the beginning of the pandemic um you might hear some children coming down the stairs right now Benny's here. Hi, Finn. And then there's a big one. Hi, Bub. We're recording. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, we'll be done soon. We'll be done soon. Okay. Oh, gotcha. You can get all that if you want to. It's up to you. Um, so it changed significantly for me. Yeah. Being able to connect with other people. I didn't spend any significant amount of time with my parents for like this whole year. Today actually was the first day that we went to their house. We still wore masks. Mm -hmm. They wore masks, but we went to their house and like I sat down at my mom's dining room table for like more than five minutes mm -hmm. and like had conversations with her and Q was very happy to be there and Finn was very happy to be there. Q wanted to stay. He's like, can I just hang out with my mom and poppy? Aww. I was like, I love you, kid, but no, you know, because my dad's still, my mom's had both her vaccines, but it's not been enough time. Yeah. And my dad is still waiting to get a second one. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'm not going to church anymore. You know, part of that is the pandemic. Part of that is what we experienced at that church. Um, and it occurs to me, like, I'm still my heart is still kind of healing from what happened mm -hmm. from what went down there because it's hard for me to kind of like talk about it yeah. a little bit or write about it. Um, but in a way I am feeling a greater sense of community in part because of the black lives matter 
revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've connected with people, new people because of that. Yeah. And I've strengthened connections. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it changed and kind of how it stayed the same for me was that I'm finding deeper connections mm-hmm. with people. And <clears throat> I feel easier about asking to connect with others. Like I would get a lot of anxiety. Like I'd feel like I was bugging somebody. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to trust them to tell me, you know, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want, I want to connect with everybody now. You know, now that things are kind of safer and the numbers are dropping and everything. Like I want to talk to everybody in person. I want to have parties. I want to be there. I want to talk to everybody, 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 everybody. So what did I say when you invited me to (laughs) your hypothetical concert? My hypothetical birthday concert? Yeah. (laughs) So setting the scene for folks, the other night on Messenger, I got into, I I got a little bit worked up. You were almost manic. (laughs) It had a manic tone to it. Like I could see the look on your face while you were typing in my mind's eye and I knew exactly what was happening. So side note, Craig was forming a band before the plague hit and the band was rehearsing and they were starting to get gigs lined up Mm. and then the plague hit and that all went away. And now that things are getting closer to being like springtime and summertime, we can be outdoors and connect with each other again. Mm -hmm. I decided we need to get a tour going. And so I started messaging all the members of the band and included a few honorary members, including your husband. Yeah. Because I need all the people. I need to be around all the people. Yes. Let's make it happen. And what did I say? You said you were going to, or you said, you do you have to show up in pants? I said, you want me to go outside? Right. In, Where and, the people are? And put on pants. In pants? <laughs> and then I said, no, you don't have to. And you said, I'll go, but I will just sit in my car and like wave at you, which is completely fine. <laughs> like That's where my level is. I'm just, I would just be so ecstatic you're there sitting there <laughs> in your car. I'd be like, oh my God, she's here. I'm so happy right now. I'll be in one of those like tent bubble things, the soccer moms. <laughs> take to soccer games <laughs> that's what they were wearing at chick-fil-a <laughs> i went to chick-fil-a one night and the people who were standing out in the line taking your order they had like those they look like minions but they were <laughs> these orange that's adorable anyway i digress but yes um what about um connecting with yourself did that change or stay the same at all during this pandemic that we're experiencing still Tell me what that means. Um, When I thought about it, I thought about like there's connecting outwardly, right? So connecting with other people who are important to you, whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also connecting with your inner self, like turning inward and understanding like who am I? What's important to me? What am I about? Like taking time to connect inwardly with yourself. Mm. Did any of that change or stay the same for you during the pandemic? Well, it did um, because I, especially um, 
with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was reading more anti-racism books and um, listening to podcasts and following different people. And it did kind of make me do a lot of self-reflection and address, you know, internal biases and change behaviors. Um, So in that respect, it did. Um, I don't know that I necessarily thought of it as connecting with myself. I thought of it more as like challenging myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, connecting with yourself, challenging yourself. Yeah, that's all the same thing. Um, Because I try to ignore myself as much as I can. (laughs) It's called disassociating. It's a trauma response. That's a fancy word. Yeah. Can I ask where you learned that fancy word? From my trauma. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your your knowledge of that. I feel like you've I feel like you have over this last year connected with yourself in a big way. Thanks. Like I mean I see it I I see transformational change in you. Like when when you're speaking about stuff that's been traumatic for you and things like that, I absolutely see that. Thank you. And you were kind of my partner in crime in terms of anti-racism work. Yeah. You know, you've been, you've been there supportive through that. And like, we've traded ideas and stuff off of each other. So yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I've learned a lot. Um, Especially, which I know we just talked about this, but the real story on things. Oh, yeah. The whitewash history that we've been given. Right. Real history. And it's fascinating yet horrible. Um, you know, I saw a debate yesterday about, um, a live action Pocahontas movie. Disney's potentially going to do a live action Pocahontas. Ooh. And I was Hmm. like, how about no? (laughs) Because the first one is Hmm. so problematic. Like, that story, mm. the true story is so incredibly awful mm. and like people don't know it. People think that the Disney version is what actually happened. And, you know, unfortunately the victors write history and that's what they want people to think happened. And I'm like, nope, let's just let's not, not go do th- that. Right. Let's not go there. Or if they're going to, if they want to do something to honor the indigenous people of this land. Like think of something else. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it is about honor though. Well, I mean like if they want to make a story, like think of a, think of a story that's already out there, you know, that they can put out there that would increase awareness that would bring honor to the native people of this land. Yeah. If there is one out there that they could, you know. Sacagawea? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because we had, we had like one chapter of Native American history in history class. What I learned about Native American history was tied in with Ohio history. Yes. Yes. I know Indian mounds and, and, and Tecumseh. Yeah. Yep. Geronimo. Yes. That's, that's all I know. That's what we got here. Yeah. Right. I started listening to a really great book called um, like American History 
by like a Native American's point of view or so. I'll find the exact title of it, but it was fascinating. Okay. And then I had to go back to the library before I finished it. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I'd want to hear more I'll about have to that. Get it again. Um, I think in terms of connecting with myself, I was forced to do that and it was painful, but it was good mm-hmm. because of what we talked about earlier with just being like int- introvert versus extrovert. Since I'm such an extrovert, um, I ha- I think I have a harder time quieting my mind and listening to my own voice um, and really hearing what, what I want to say, what I want to put out there, not just like looking to everybody for validation, mm. which is part of the reason I got off like my personal Facebook page. Like I'm not really connecting anymore yeah. through Facebook, my personal page. Well, I'll do it over on the, the podcast page, but not my personal one because it doesn't feel like that's a, con- that's a authentic yeah. connection anymore. Yeah. Well, and it just seems like everyone is like poised and ready for mm-hmm. like, attack and debate Mm -hmm. and it makes me wonder if like maybe one of these things that happen and not all of them at once Mm -hmm. if it would be like that or maybe it would I mean everything comes to a boiling point eventually Mm -hmm. I agree with you that everybody was poised for attack and debate like I was poised for it yeah and whatever I would put out there I would feel like the person responding who didn't have the same views that I had was attacking and debating like they were on the offensive Right. Or the defensive, I don't know, which which makes more sense, offensive or defensive. They were on the defensive. Like, they were ready yeah. to attack. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah, that's how I felt. Or offensive, because sometimes they would come back and attack you. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Which, listen, I did it. I know. I didn't like who I... I didn't like what I was posting on Facebook. Yeah. At all. Like I didn't, I mean, there are some things that I stand by because it's the truth, but then I didn't, it just didn't feel good. It didn't, there was nothing. I don't think there was anything positive that came out of me putting my beliefs out there, you know, and Mm -hmm. trying to connect with other people. And like, like it just basically resulted in people like unfriending me or me unfriending other people. And that was it. And that's not real connection. Yeah. I think it is important though, to have a line in the sand mm-hmm. of no, I won't accept that from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, can we just acknowledge kind of like an ableist moment for me? Yeah. I feel like I just had a moment of ableism. Ooh. Because I said the online connection wasn't a real, quote unquote, real connection. Oh. Hmm. For you. Mm-hmm. Individually. Mm-hmm. It can be for a lot of people. It is for me with different, um, you know, communities that I belong to. Mm-hmm. You know, photography community, a thrifting community. I know that sounds dumb, but. That doesn't sound dumb. You know, like people that I don't. I wouldn't be connected to you otherwise. Right. I think a lot about the people that I've followed over this last year and thinking about them saying like, sometimes the only way for me to connect is online. Yeah. And then for them, that is a real connection. Yeah. 
And that shouldn't it's just be a different connection. It shouldn't be viewed as less than. No. Yeah. I'm not sure I was viewing it as less than, but the, I guess the way I said it, it felt that way. Mm-hmm. Like saying it wasn't a real connection. I don't know. So I need to examine that a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. It's okay to admit, I don't know if this thing that I'm thinking is actually what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Let me sit in it for mm-hmm. a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering in terms of connection and acceptance, if we can learn anything from the community that we're a part of, the autism community mm-hmm. and the disabled community. Um, I was listening recently to an episode from Rob Bell. The episode is called They All Passed. And he was talking about like creative work. And he talked about placing, um, not placing so much joy in the final product of your creativity. So the example is like you're saying, I've made it when I've written a book Uh or I've made it when this person connects with me, like this famous person connects with me, or I've made it when I've gotten onto this show Mm -hmm. or I've, I've made it when, you know, like it's meaningful when this happens. Um, and he talked about as a parent, you don't want to put for an example, he gave like, as a parent, you don't want to build all your joy around where your kid ends up going to school. Mm. Right. Or if they end up going to college or not, like that's the final outcome. You don't want to put your joy in the outcome. And it occurred to me that in our world, um, for kids who are autistic or disabled, it feels like a lot of the emphasis is placed on the outcome. Yeah. The success, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. A lot of the joy is, can they meet their IEP goals? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think as parents, we have to work really hard to pull that focus. Like, I'm not saying it's not important to have IEP goals or it's not important to, you know, have outcomes. It's not important to do the research or it's not important to keep those checklists. But I think if we end up focusing all our joy for our children in those black and white type of measurements, we miss a lot. Yeah. Right. And in terms of connection, we would miss a lot of connecting with our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a study that I found that wanted to look at um, social connection, a qualitative study of mothers of non-speaking autistic children. And what the researchers did was it was talking about autistic children not consistently showing conventional signs of social engagement, which some have interpreted to mean that they don't want to engage with you. They don't want to connect with you. Well, and what are the, um, what's the criteria? Cause I guarantee eye contact is in there. It is things that are difficult for autistic people to do. Right. Right. So that you're already creating them at a disadvantage. Right. And I think neurotypical people... I have trouble with eye contact Mm -hmm. because of anxiety. I do now because, yes, because of anxiety. Yeah. I think neurotypical people are just kind of now waking up to the fact that they are placing these kind of pre-expectations and predisposed, like, prejudices Mm -hmm. onto autistic people to say whether or not that connection is meaningful. Right. Yeah. 
So I'm reading this article and it's saying that if someone does not act like they are interested in connecting with you, it may be difficult to feel connected to them. And yet some parents report feeling strongly connected to their autistic children. Now, I will tell you in my own experience, I feel strongly connected to Finn much of the time. Mm -hmm. I can't put a number on it. Um, but I felt that way from the beginning. I felt very strongly connected to him. And some of it has to do with the fact that he can't use his vocal cords to speak. Yeah. Some of it has to do with the fact that he's, this is a new term I learned. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. He's a multimodal communicator. Ooh. Do you like that? I love it. Instead of non-speaking? Yeah. Multimodal communicator. That's so awesome. Thank you very much. Um, and Sounds that like a band name. I know, right? And that he uses his, his um, vocalizations, his gestures, his actual speech device, pictures, pointing, that kind of thing. Like he uses a variety of ways to communicate yeah. with me, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm saying that now instead of non-speaking, which I think is awesome. Um, but I thought we could learn something about connecting and accepting or connections and acceptance when it comes to um, the relationship between caregivers and their autistic loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, what this study looked at, I'll just read this sentence to you and you tell me what you think. Um, the mothers in this study, this was their, now remember a qualitative study is taking a few people. Quantitative is like huge numbers. Yeah. This was just a few people. So the mothers in this study interpreted a range of child behaviors, some unconventional, but many conventional, as signs that their children were interested in connecting with them. They framed or reframed child behaviors that could undermine connection as caused by factors unrelated to the relationship. Meaning that if a kid acted out or whatever, the mom didn't see it as, oh, they don't like me oh. or they don't want to connect with me. It was just something that happened, right? Yeah. And expressed several convictions that may help build and sustain connection in the face of uncertainty about the meaning of their child's behavior. So we want to always ascribe meaning to our children's behavior, right? Because behavior is communication. Exactly. And so sometimes we feel pretty clear about what their behavior means. And then other times we're like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And it said, even though their autistic children may not consistently act in conventional, socially oriented ways. Right. So even though their autistic children may not act like a typical child, imagine these mothers reported perceiving their children's behavior as embedded with an emotionally reciprocal relationship. And it was interesting in this study, they shared some of the questions that they asked the moms and mm -hmm. then they shared like the checklist. All of the mothers checked off that they presumed competence about their child mm -hmm. and all of them checked off that they felt accepting of their child. Good. So those were two really big factors in terms of being able to connect with their child. Because if you're, if the person you're trying to connect with doesn't accept you 
or doesn't presume that you're competent enough to be connecting with them, if you can't be yourself with that person, you can't connect with them. Mm -hmm. Fully show up as yourself. Like if you can't fully show up as yourself to that other person, it's hard to connect. And like how many times have we heard kids act the worst for their mom? No. You know, quote unquote, the worst. (laughs) It's because we see them as who they are. They don't have to pretend with us. They don't have to mask with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They hold it together for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then we're their safe person mm-hmm. where they can actually be themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I just think there's a big lesson to take away in general from like taking it from our autistic, our disabled community into the community in general. Like if in terms of connecting with people, if we can presume competence Mm -hmm. and if we can have a sense of acceptance going into the connection, I feel like we can have better connections with other people. Yeah, I agree. And like, I don't know, I'm going to um, form a hypothesis here. I would almost think that autistic people would have better connections because, okay, I'm just going to speak for Owen because that's the autistic person that I know. Mm-hmm. Owen suffers no fools. Mm-mm. There is no fake connection with Owen Mm-mm. because he will straight up tell you how it is and tell you that he doesn't want to spend time with you. So when you do have a connection with Owen, that is authentic. I love that kid so much. I love him so much. He'll just straight up be like, I don't want you here. I know. He'll be like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's nice about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like there are people that from his school that have left, you know, like um, like his behavior texts and um, his like his BCBA is getting ready to leave and like they're devastated and they like still call and like text and check in on him because they're like, he's my favorite human. Mm-hmm. And that's because... First of all, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But second of all, they were able to make that connection with him. But like, it's a two-way street. Like, they have to try. Mm-hmm. And then Owen has to accept it, mm-hmm. you know, and want a connection with them back. And I bet if we surveyed them in some way, they would have probably come in with a high level of presumption of comp- competence for Owen. Yeah. And a, a high level of acceptance already. Right. For who he potentially is. and Right. And they're willing to get on his level get to yeah meet him where he's at yeah listen people don't need to meet you where you're at Mm -hmm. if you want a connection with someone you meet them where they're at Mm -hmm. you take it upon yourself to learn about this person find the you know the thing that brings you together or the thing you have in common or you know the type of relationship you want to explore and you do the work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ugh. What are you getting all worked up about? I don't know. I don't really know. But like, honestly, um, you know, watching how Owen connects with people has affected how I connect with people. Yes. Because now like I'm the same, like I don't, I also don't suffer fools (laughs) Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I'm spending time with someone, I pay close attention to how I feel when I'm with that person. Mm-hmm. If I leave that interaction feeling worse about myself, we done. Mm-hmm. Because I can sit at home and feel bad about myself alone 
and I don't want to wear pants. Mm-hmm. Why am I leaving my house to do it? Mm-hmm. And I don't do things that I don't want to do with people I don't want to do them with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if we have a connection, it's because I want to have a connection with you. Oh, I feel special. I mean, just like anyone in oh. general. I mean, but yeah, yes. you obviously. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I look at, at, instead of, you know, like high school me or like early 20s me, where I'm like, I have to have all these friends. I have to, I have to be popular. I have to I, be with I, everybody. I actually wasn't because I actually <laughs> didn't like people <laughs> eat then either. Uh-huh. Um, but it went from like, I have to have all these people to where like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I need a couple good ones. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Got my family. Mm-hmm. Got my ride or dies. Mm-hmm. We gravy. Am I a ride or die? Yeah. Oh, it felt so special. I rode over here, didn't I? <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Can we count? Can we talk about the number of times that I said, hey, let's go to this place? And you're like, great. When are you picking uh-huh. me up? I know I never drive when I'm with you. I know. Well, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, what I wanted to, I wanted to share kind of, I don't know, I guess one last thing, but it's interesting because there was a study that another study that was done and it was about, um, let me tell you real quick. They looked at a research group, looked at conversations between autistic people and neurotypical people, non-autistic people, Okay. non-autistic um, and they looked at the question of like, they would ask the autistic person, do you think the other person might become a friend? And they asked the neurotypical person, do you think the person might become a friend? Okay. And what they showed was that each, each, um, kind of each group that they broke it down into, they broke it down to, um, an autistic person talking with an autistic person and an autistic person talking with a non-autistic person, Mm -hmm. and then a non-autistic person talking with an autistic person, and a non-autistic person talking with a non-autistic person. Okay. And what they found was that when a non-autistic person, they, when they rated conversation, they really liked other non-autistic people. Okay. Right? And they really didn't like autistic people this is the non-autistic people Mm-hmm. okay but autistic people if i read this correctly when they were having conversations with autistic or non-autistic people uh-huh. the autistic people were like yeah both groups equally would really? become friends that's so interesting and autistic people are said to have problems with social skills right Hmm. Right. It says this matches with other research showing that it's non-autistic people who reject autistic people as friends. Mm. And I, that, I believe it. And that it's not about autistic people being antisocial. And one of the deeply concerning things is that some care settings and in autism services, there's the belief that autistic people... Um, must be separated from other autistic people or their autism gets worse. What? Mm-hmm. What's actually happening is that the pair may be using a natural autistic way to communicate with each other. Oh. Right? Which is misinterpreted as worse. So the autistic children who are forced to attempt friendships with non-autistic people um, are getting rejected over and over again by non-autistic people. 
But remember, we interpret the autistic people as having problems with social skills. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So when it comes to connecting in 2021, when it comes to connecting like with other people and with ourselves, is there any wisdom that you're carrying into 2021 that you learned in 2020 when it comes to connecting with other people? Um, or here's a, here's another easy question. Do you have any, do we have any wisdom for parents connecting with their autistic loved ones? Well, so I will say that, um, as far as like, Connection doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process. Mm -hmm. If you send a, hey, thinking of you Mm -hmm. text, that's reaching out for connection. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I've tried to, you know, the people that I love, I don't, that I don't necessarily talk to every day. Mm -hmm. I do still try to send a, hey, I haven't forgotten about you. Sorry, we can't go to shades right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of text or message or whatever. Um, and like I said, that's all I can do a lot of days. It's fine. It's where I am right now. It is what it is. Um, and as far as connecting with my kid, um, I try to take his lead Um, you know, connecting with Owen is a lot of time it's, it's sitting next to him while he watches his favorite show or it's riding in the car to go get some ice cream. It's not necessarily sitting down face to face and having a deep conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just, Hey mom, come be a part of my world for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know, it's not a one size fits all. It's different for everyone. My husband is a quality time person. He needs that attention one on one. I do not. Um, I'd much rather you do the dishes. That's my love language. Look at my finger. It is still <laughs> your poor finger. It is still recovering from my my dishes accident. Oh. Um. You know, and I think it's important to talk about how you want to connect. You know, show people how to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Because if you are trying to be my friend and you're coming at me with like, let's hang out every Wednesday and da 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 like I'm going to be stressed out and that ain't, that ain't me. <laughs> Whereas you are like, yeah, let's set a date. Like once a week, yeah, let's do it. I'm there, yeah. You know? So it's like, so me and you are completely different when it comes to connecting. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is I meet you where you are and you meet me where I am and we make it work. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't be a, it's not one way or or the highway. It's, I don't know. Did any of that make sense? It does. I agree with everything you said. I think in terms of the lessons that I've learned from 2020 about connecting with others to be way more aware of like honoring how that person connects with me. Yeah. 
you know, like you said, it might not be how I wish they would. Right. Right. But if they're connecting with me, like honoring how they connect with me, whether it's through like a text or a phone call or FaceTime or, you know, go walk together or whatever, like honoring how they connect with me. Um, presuming competence, I think is important in terms of connecting with people. Yeah. Not thinking someone's stupid going into it or that they don't know having just a general acceptance, Mm -hmm. I think is important. Um, and I think in terms of connecting with Finn and connecting with our autistic loved ones or our disabled loved ones, I think the presumption of competence is highly, highly important. Yes. The idea of accepting that person as they are is 100% important Mm -hmm. and not letting an expert quote unquote. Yeah. Please don't get me wrong. I believe in science. I believe in research. I believe in, you know, those kinds of things. And believe in people more. Yes. Finn tells me regularly what he wants, how Uh he's doing. Like, I just have to learn to listen to him. I just have to learn his language. Mm -hmm. And he will tell me everything pretty much I need to know. Um, So in terms of connecting with your autistic loved one, I think it's meeting them wholly where they are at. Yeah. And you can listen to an expert, but don't let that be completely like exactly what you feel like you have to do. You know, connecting with Finn looks so different on so many different days. It's just, it's almost like a trial and error. You just learn, you just learn and you learn through doing it. So I have to practice it over and over again with him Mm -hmm. and meet him where he's at, not take it personally, that kind of thing. And you learn by trusting yourself and trusting your Mm -hmm. loved one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really hope that people going into 2021 feel way more. What do more... you think will stay? Like, what do you think, um, like what practice that started during the pandemic do you think will stick around? Like, do you think people will still do Zoom hangouts and stuff like that? Will it be harder to go out in big social groups because you are not used to it? That's a really good question. I don't know. That's a really good question. I was thinking about that earlier in terms of connecting. I think what will stay for me personally will be being way more okay with people who say I can't connect right now. Mm -hmm. That used to really bug me. Like I used to be like, oh my God, what I do wrong? I don't feel that way anymore. And I will be really okay with however that person wants to connect. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to do a zoom? Do you want to do a FaceTime? Do you want to go take a walk in the park? Like, I don't care as long as we're connecting. Yeah. Somehow all are are equally important and relevant forms of connection for me. Yeah. Like I value connecting with other people way so much more now than I used to. And I don't have, I don't have, um, expectations. Like, that's not about my expectations. Like, I'm just focused in the joy, delighting in the joy of your presence. Yeah. However that looks, that's where I'm at. I love it. Yes. I want to delight in the joy of the other person's presence, however that comes across. 
I can't wait to delight in the joy of being alone again. <laughs> With a blizzard. With a blizzard. From Dairy Queen. And just, uh, yeah. Can we do our An take? Audiobook and. Can we do our take no shit only vitamins segment? Yeah. We didn't get any submissions. <laughs> That's all right. People are catching up. People are catching up. It's completely okay. And I want to say something good that's happened is that um, I got to hang out with my parents today. Yeah. That felt really good. Like, I got to spend some meaningful time with them. That's awesome. And the kids were there, too. Like Your I parents said, are the best. We were masked up, but it felt really, it felt really good. What hey. was your take now? Um, Should only vitamins. Oh, I should have thought about this before I came over. Anything happy year? Um, I talked about the Cecil Hotel last week, right? Yes, you did. Okay, so I finished that, and now oh, okay. So one of my favorite books, Behind Her Eyes. Yes, is now a Netflix show. Did I have you read that? You, t- I tried and I couldn't get into it, but now the <sighs> show, and so now I'm thinking I've got to read the book. Yeah, so I'm only ha- like halfway through the first episode, but okay. like. I don't get surprised by books very often, but when I tell you, I had no idea what was going to happen. Really? Like, completely blew me away. In the book? Yeah. And so now, like, I'm really excited to watch the show, and I hope that it follows along with the book. The book is behind her eyes. Yeah. Okay. And it, like, literally blew my mind. Okay. All right. Well, I want to end with something from our friend Casey. She posted something for us about connection yeah can i do that so it says you're not imagining that's not what it says (laughs) okay let's try again you're not imagining it nobody seems to want to talk right now messages are brief and replies late talk of catch-ups on zoom are perpetually put on hold group chats are no longer pinging all night long it's not you it's everyone we are spent Mm -hmm. we have nothing left to say we are tired of saying i miss you and i can't wait for this to end so we mostly say nothing put our heads down and get through each day you're not imagining it this is a state of being like no other we have ever known because we are all going through it together but so very far apart hang in there my friend when the mood strikes send out all of those messages um, and don't feel you have to apologize for being quiet. This is hard. No one is judging. And that's by Donna Ashworth, author of a poetry book called To the Women. Yeah. This is hard. It is. And, you know, and like you were saying in the beginning, everyone was like, yes. We're all a team. Mm-hmm. We're going to beat COVID. Mm-hmm. We got two weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's get this done. <laughs> and then my swine so was like, true. no, no, no. <laughs> We're like, going to beat COVID in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to flatten that curve. And then we're never going to talk about it again. One year later. <laughs> Literally. Okay. And so now like, yeah, we're tired. We're exhausted. We're we don't so, want to talk about it anymore. So tired. We don't want to wear a mask. We don't want to be away from people. Like we, like we're exhausted. We're fatigued. <laughs> we don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But people are still dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to. Mm-hmm. 
but we don't want to. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to stomp our feet while we do it. <laughs> I'm going to throw that tantrum from now until my birthday. Yeah. My birthday is on a Saturday this year. We are going to have a large outdoor safe party. We are going to make it happen. We are allowed to dance. Mike Wine said so. What? We can't dance? Is that still a rule? We couldn't dance or sing for a while. Oh, we're dancing We and basically singing. lived in the town of Footloose. <laughs> That's right. A movie I have seen. I love that movie. Okay. I have a very special memory of going to that movie with my Aunt Crystal. Aw. Aw. She loved me very much. I watched it. When I was little and didn't talk back. <laughs> I'm not so sure so much now. I don't know. Maybe we could go to Footloose again and rekindle our relationship. Isn't that funny when our family members are like, be yourself, have an opinion. Not that one though. Right. You know? Yeah. Like we want our kids to like stand up for themselves, but not to us. (laughs) (laughs) You know? All right. So we need to be done. Craig is tired. Poor Craig. Sorry, Craig. All right. So here is two. The complexities in our journeys. The highs and the lows. The joys and sorrows. May those who observe us do so with compassion. Compassion. Especially for our amazing kiddos. Please. Thank you. Goodbye. Go, go connect with each other. Virtually. Bye. From a distance. Safely. Mask How, however on. you need to do it. Okay. Be Vaccinated. Safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.